Welcome to Israel. Why is the Middle East important? We Christians are the Notsrim, according to most Jews today. We are the watchers on the wall. Our purpose as members of the Commonwealth of Israel is to serve and protect God's people. After the formation of the world, God enacted a plan, and that plan began in the Middle East at the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. And that plan concludes in that same place. The context of the entirety of God's plan begins and completes in and with Israel. There is no denying that, nor refuting it, if you are a Jew or a Christian, and the anthropological evidence verifies it. For the purposes of this podcast, Israel is both a nation and a people. Welcome back, folks. This is Jeff Pelletier with Neil Johnson, and this is Israel. Why is the Middle East important? We've been we've been focusing on our last two shows about the unseen realm, and we're going to continue that theme to finish our discussion on the unseen realm. So let me start us off right away with our goal for this for this installment uh, today about the unseen realm. So the question is, what are we witnessing today? that we have seen before, and have we seen it before? And then the question also is, is creation concerning only God Almighty and humans? Okay, the created realm is the creation concerning only God Almighty and humans, or are there also other entities inhabiting or visiting our dimension? And we've been we've been making the case for this all along, and we're gonna we're gonna make this case again, and then we're gonna give you some information about what how we ought to handle that and what we ought to do and what maybe our role is in this uh, situation as Christians, as we call at the at the beginning of the broadcast, we are the notes ream. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit more too. Okay, so Neil, what are Demons, unclean spirits, fallen angels, the Satan. What's all that? So it's it's kind of a catch-all phrase to say demons. It it encompasses seemingly a whole lot of different entities, and there are many different verses where there are specific references. There are many different occurrences of examples in the Bible that talk about seemingly different structure or power type of these visiting entities, both good, mm-hmm. you know, we call them angels, but it seems like there's a lot of other gods, if you will. The Bible calls them gods, mm-hmm. of which angels are a category or a small class. G, small G gods. Small, small G gods. Yeah, they yeah, are created. Yeah, yeah. But the Bible's replete with references, mm-hmm. old and new mm-hmm. covenants, yeah referencing the reality of these beings. Mm -hmm. And we, today, Mm -hmm. in the West, we call it all demons. It's okay. It's like saying Coke. Give me a Coke. I don't care if you give me a Pepsi, if you give me a... a (laughs) Give me a Coke. Yeah, yeah, right. It's all the same. So we got that from the Septuagint, right? Well... The Greek translation of the the Hebrew. uh, They kind of made it demons, right? They they kind of overall applied that terminology to these more specific entities called out in the Hebrew texts mm. of uh, 
these spirit, these celestial beings, these created beings. Yep. yep. But but in the in the in the New Testament cultural time, the understanding of demons was was pretty widespread among all cultures, right? I mean, it wasn't something that was foreign to people no. back in the day, right? No, not at all. They were very familiar. It was almost expected that there would be a cause and effect, if you will, all kinds of activities related to these entities, these demons. And we see Mm -hmm. Jesus uh, in the New Covenant, Mm -hmm. in the Gospels, addressing these entities and usually, almost invariably, casting them out and And, or healing sick people. And and so what what is their role in in history? What, 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 What purpose do they serve? Right. So I, I, I can only say that because they're referenced throughout, they have a goal, mm. and the goal is to thwart mm-hmm. God's plan. Yeah. Because again, yeah. there, there are at least three that we can pinpoint rebellions. Mm-hmm. One of these rebellions was this cosmic rebellion mm-hmm. of these celestial beings. At least two of them were actually. Mm-hmm. And what we see is these beings are, their offspring are judged. And they are actually what we call the demons. Mm-hmm. They, they are on the earth mm-hmm. today. They're disembodied spirits. Yep. They're they're yep. hybrids. They're yep. half human, half yep. celestial mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to to Genesis six. And, right? and that all goes back to Genesis six, yeah. where yeah. where it says the the Benai Elohim, the yeah. sons of the God, sons of God. And that phrase sons had of relations God, with the daughters of men. Has relations which is with the Adam of men. Adam's relations, Adam's uh, actual relations, offspring, and they created these hybrid beings. They created these hybrid beings, right. And that's not open for discussion. It's right there in the book. Well, it's open for discussion in the sense of there are opposing views, there are differing opinions, there are different uh, interpretations. Well, I suppose you can make it say whatever you want it to say. And and that's the problem. (laughs) You can always make something say what you want it to say. And, And the trick is to how do I be as careful as mm-hmm. I can, yeah. as I can as a human, yeah. careful, which yeah. is very limited yeah. to the best of us. Well, we have a limited capacity to synthesize yeah. all that, all that the meaning of the text, because we're often asked in mm-hmm. scripture, mm-hmm. were you in the council of God? Did you listen in? And as you and I've kidded before, yeah. I've said, well, Jeff, I have to answer that question with a big heavily pronounced no. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I, I get the concern, and, and, and people are afraid to even talk about these types of things, and I totally understand why they would change the language and make it not so. I grew up in the town where the Salem witch trials were held, and that was all about demonic possession, right, and demonic behavior, and uh, people were unjustly, right, later they found out unjustly accused of being uh, demonically possessed, and they were killed and drowned and hung and all kinds of things. And the people realized they they made a mistake. And so I could see where something like that would cause an aversion to calling out a demon and say, well, we don't want to make that mistake again. And so the, the history taught them, their experience taught them to be more careful with that. But then over time, you know, we, we kind of eliminated it altogether from our vocabulary in Christianity. There was a time we didn't hardly talk about it at all. Right. And that's the problem. And that's what I was getting to. And I said, you have to, as best as you can as a human, parse out these difficult mm-hmm. verses, these difficult mm-hmm. sections, mm-hmm. these difficult meanings. Mm-hmm. And so much is lost in just the translation from yeah. Hebrew to, to English and to the English. Old Covenant right. and so on. Right. And so you're right. People are very wary 
wary. And plus, we are culturally predisposed mm-hmm. yeah. today. It's yeah. called, and we did a show on this, the law of first learned. Yes, what did. did I learn first? I talked about it with somebody else yesterday. And yeah. if you if you deal with somebody and you've been to seminary mm-hmm. and they've been to seminary, yeah. only they've been taught by a wonderful people and yeah. wonderful yep. teaching That's and right. a wonderful human yeah. with lots of extra yeah. supernatural yeah. experiences. Yeah. But maybe they've been taught as pertains to what you brought up, the Genesis 6 account. Mm-hmm. They might teach mm-hmm. the Sethite view, yeah. which is one view of many permutations. It's yeah. sort of like the rapture. There's yeah. all kinds of different yeah. assumptions yeah. going into that, that it's not one uniform megalithic block. Yeah. But that is the difficulty. How do I read these difficult portions? Yeah and come away with the most accurate interpretation, giving my pay grade is so low. Yeah, but that's the key. You just made the key right there. The key word is interpretation, because if we begin with what it actually says, right, the sons of God, okay, which which is, is interpreted the offspring of celestial beings. That's what it means, right? I mean, it, and, and those came and had relations, it says, with... The, the daughters of Adam. And that so we can we can interpret that however we want, but we can't change what it actually says. Right. Right. <laughs> and and that that just becomes we are all subject to our preferred theological first stance. Learned. First learned. Absolutely. What do we believe yeah. from reading this? Yeah. What do we assume? Yeah. What are our biases? Yeah. And it's very hard for the best of us, best of, of which us. Yep. I am not one of the best right. of us, but mm-hmm. it's hard for the best believe of me, us. Neil, no, I'm with you a lot. So <laughs> to, <I hear> <laughs> to change our theology, if you will, yes. because my tradition, my preference, my bias or whatever. But to your point, Jeff, I just want to make another comment. I think we made it last time. You do not have to convince somebody who's dealing with demonic reality in any form you do In not have form, to convince them. You don't have to convince them that there's something going so on. So I would assume, Neil, if we went if we went back and asked the dead people in 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 Israel who were dismembered and raped and carved in half and so forth, if we if we were able to resurrect them and ask them if there's evil in the world apart from humanity, I think we know what they would say. Right, right. And I think that that's the whole purpose of our show today is, as I keep saying to you, Jeff, people are afraid. Mm-hmm. People are afraid today. Mm-hmm. I think you really have to be concerned about the person who looks at you and says, I am not afraid. Yeah. That person's really out of touch. Now, I granted when you show me the verses and talk to me about the Lord constantly telling people not to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Well, he's telling them not to be afraid in the sense of, I know you're afraid. Right. They I are get afraid. you're afraid. Yes. You're a human after yeah. all. Yeah. You don't get this thing, but don't let it cripple don't you. Don't let it cripple you. And that's what we're trying yeah. to do with, with this show for people out there today is that I know there's fear. Mm-hmm. These entities are real. They're powerful, as we said, but mm-hmm. they're not God. Yeah. And here's what's really going on yeah. with them. Yeah, exactly. And God is here to help us deal with that. And one of the things he does. But let me ask you this uh, question, Neil. There's there's shows on TV, and I'm going to ask, I'm going to use the title of one of the shows to ask you a question. Are there ancient aliens? 
Well, that's a very, that's a very... That's a TV show. It's a TV show. It's very popular today. Yeah. And it's sort of, a, it's sort of a, a yes and no, because if you say, are they ancient? The answer is yes. Yes, they are. Are they alien? The answer is yes. Yes, they are. Are they ancient aliens as the way that these people, yeah. certain people try to portray them as our helpers and they're good and they mm-hmm. come from some star system or whatever, because the Bible always talks about yeah. creative beings yeah. associated with yeah. stars, mm-hmm. right? That's a euphemism. That's a Hebraism, yes. if you will, for these created beings. Yes, that's right. But they, they're more interdimensional than coming from a long way away. So, yeah. so the answer yeah, is inter, no. Interdimensional, mm-hmm. which means they're present in our world in a different way, a way we can't see, a way that's invisible to us. But they can reveal themselves through their acts, through, the, through their behavior, through voice, through sensation, so other, you know, but it's it's a different. So I remember when the Russian cosmonaut went up, I forget which one it was, Yuri Gagorian or one of those guys, and he said, there's no heaven. I was up there, believe me, there's no heaven, okay? And I think he, he, was, he was trying to be in our face about it, I guess, in one way, but I wasn't surprised by that at all, you know? It, because heaven is a place in a state of being, it's it's a dimension that we don't see. Right. We can't see right. in, the, in the natural realm. Right. It's in a, right. you know, Paul talked about the second heaven and the third heaven, and he wouldn't have visited the third heaven. Well, it isn't up. It's somewhere else. <laughs> you know, I mean, but they are called up. John was called up, come up here, right? Right. But th- it's not a linear thing, I guess. Yeah, I, 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 and again, you're. Uh, I'll keep using the phrase. You're outside of my pay grade, right. except I yeah. know there is one. Right, exactly. And, and meaning we have no knowledge. Pro- probably of, yeah. multiple because yeah. the scientists, yeah. and I use that word sort of uh, yeah. facetiously. Yes. The scientists have said there's multiverses. Well, that's mm-hmm. exactly what mm-hmm. the Bible mm-hmm. tells us. There's yeah. places you go when you die. Right. Mm-hmm. There's places you go after uh, Jesus' death mm-hmm. for believers, seemingly. Yeah. Yeah. There's places of God's abode, mm-hmm. heaven, the mm-hmm. north, mm-hmm. Zaphon, all mm-hmm. these places, the holy hill, the holy mm-hmm. assembly, all these places. Mm-hmm. Really, all it's telling us, Jeff, is there's different dimensions. Yes. And I only know this one, but it's I read I the books Best I have. and it tells me yeah. there's others. And I think we also experience things that way sometimes. Right. So, uh, so ancient aliens, yes, folks, there are ancient aliens. Okay. So we got that one solved. <laughs> now their, their purpose, their purpose, uh, Neil, their purpose of these, of the evil, of evil, as you said, is to thwart God's plan. Right. And Jesus expressed it this way. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. So that's God's plan, thwarting God's plan, but that's his, his, what do you call it, modus operandi, steal, kill, and destroy. So it doesn't matter how it appears. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter in what form it appears. He or it or them, I don't know how it works. I don't either. But nonetheless, the Bible, the scriptures, the Hebrew scriptures tell us that these entities can and do appear in different forms, Mm -hmm. all kinds of different formats, all kinds of different offerings, if you will. We know that even Jesus was tempted by what's called the Satan or Satan, as he 
came to be known. Yep. He means the accuser. The accuser. Yeah. But he was tempted with three temptations that are recorded specifically. And so we know that, uh, one, he presents offerings. Yep. Two, Jesus was tempted. Mm Mm-hmm. He could have said yes, Mm -hmm. and he could have accepted what seemingly was this entity's ability to give him. In other words, I don't don't tempt you with something I can't produce. If I tempted you with $10 million, you'd say, sure, Neil. You mean it's not like Lucy and Peanuts at the fo- with the football where she pulls it away at the last minute? It's well, not like that? Well, it kind of is it in the sense that— It can be that. It can yeah, be yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but the, these yeah. entities do come and they do offer things. They're not always what they were. And that mm. is why Jesus said, the thief. Mm. In other words, you don't have to look for me. He made yeah. this clear in, in, yeah. in many different ways and many different times, yeah. as, as had the other disciples in their writings. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. you don't have to wonder about, is that him? You mm-hmm. you will know when it's him. You will see him. These other entities come and they say things like, he's not really who he says he was, yeah. Yeah. or I am him, or yeah. who knows what permutation of that lie. Mm-hmm. And that is why Jesus said the thief only comes, even if he comes bearing gifts, Reveal knowledge, yep. supernatural ability to do this or that or the other thing. Yep. He's really only coming to kill you, to steal, steal from you, you and, and to destroy, destroy you. Amen. That's it. Amen. So we know, uh, and we've talked about this before in another show, but we we know that God set us up in, in the garden to win. We could be with him and have kids and have a wonderful, glorious life forever right? And be alive forever and be with him and it would be awesome, right? No death, no nothing, right? And then we made a mistake. Adam and Eve made a mistake and they they went to, they rebelled. That was the first rebellion against against God that we know of, right? They rebelled against God and God said, okay, if that's the way it's going to be, I'm sorry, but I specifically told you not to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge. I specifically told you not to do that, and you did it, so now this is off. The, the bets are off. And he threw him out of the garden, and, they, and, and, and then the plan of God from that moment on is to get us re- reconciled back with him, to give us a way back. And that was the journey that, that humanity embarked on after he threw us out. And he, God set up a plan, right? which includes Jesus, right, and the Jews and Israel, right, to reconcile that rebellion between us and him so things can go back to the way they were, right? And since then, the enemy has been trying to— He's been trying to thwart God's plan for vested interests. He has a very vested interest, and not just he as though it's one. There are a multitude of these entities— Again, of which I don't know all of them, but the Bible names them as different ways. The New Covenant, referencing the Old, calls them powers and principalities and thrones and so on. And we see that throughout the Scripture that that's how the Older Covenant also refers to these beings. Mm -hmm. So when you said there was that first rebellion, yes, indeed there was. And thank God, as I always say to you, it was rebellion of ignorance. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, humans did what they weren't supposed to do, but it was because they were ignorant. Mm-hmm. This thing called the serpent or the spirit that came in, whatever it was, it knew better. Mm-hmm. It knew what was going yep, on. It, it understood on a larger yep. scale how yep. this works. Yep. 
and to him it was not forgiven. To humans, thank God again, we didn't know, and so it was a rebellion by ignorance, if you will. Ignorant does not mean stupid. Ignorant means I didn't know. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, Neil, I I just want to pause here and and just tell our listeners, I'm going to put something up on Facebook, on our Facebook page, which is Israel, why is the Middle East important? And just to give you some uh, insight into the truth about the unseen realm, okay, Uh, Numbers chapters 22 through 24, Daniel 10, 12, 13, Daniel 20 and 21, Psalm 29, 82, 89, 5 through 7, John 1, 6, Job 2, 1, Job 15, 8, 1 Kings, and I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. But I'm going to put all these verses up so you can go through the Bible yourself and read for yourself the proof about what we're talking about here. So it's not like we made it up, just saying. Okay, so Neil, what are we witnessing today? So what we're witnessing today is nothing new. Mm-hmm. From the very, very beginning, God promised, for instance, as we've said before, the land to your inhabitants, because it was part of his restoration. In other words, once Adam and Eve, our forebears, fell, if you will, in the fall through ignorance, mm-hmm. they were cast out of the garden. So in other words, all earth was not a garden at that time. It was supposed to be, but it wasn't. So they were cast out. The fact is, is that from that very moment on, there's been a battle between mm-hmm. the demonic, if you mm-hmm. will, using mm-hmm. that term as mm-hmm. a catch-all, mm-hmm. and humanity. Yep. There's been a battle. Yep. And God's plan in the battle has mm-hmm. been, I want to bring humanity back into right standing mm-hmm. with me. And that's mm-hmm. what the Bible's all yep. about, is yep. redemption, redemption, restoration. Reconciliation, that's restoration. Right. Yep. right. That's yep. that At its core, that's what yep. the Bible is all mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So we've often said it says a great many other things about a great many other things, but at its core, at it's its still core. saying, how do I redeem this? Yep, so exactly, God has a plan. Mm-hmm. It does not include this demonic entities of which we Sorry, see in Genesis 6. you're not invited to the party. Why? Again, because they knew better mm-hmm. and their offspring knew better. And mm-hmm. that's what we read about in the Genesis 6 rebellion, mm-hmm. that there was another rebellion mm-hmm. right sometime after that initial one that we read in Genesis 3 with the serpent and going into the garden and confusing Adam and Eve and so on. It, it gets to be a bit of a theological discussion, mm-hmm. but At its core today, there's nothing new. So what we see with that is that this Satan figure, if you will, or Satan Mm -hmm. himself, Mm -hmm. however you want to describe Mm -hmm. it, he... Also Diabolos, he's known as. Satanas and Diabolos are two names, but there's many others, right? Many others. Many other names. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he, he knew, and from the beginning, he only knew partially mm-hmm. how this was going well, he to doesn't work. know everything He's he doesn't omniscient no, at all. no he didn't no. know and also the yeah. scriptures yeah. the old covenant scriptures do not call out specifically a b c d e and f and then i will be there and then i will do thus and such they're very veiled but well, let me let me give you a uh, let me give our listeners a, a proof text of this okay it's matthew eight twenty nine. okay it says that, that jesus is is uh, confronting some spiritual entities in the gospels and they say to him what do you want with us son of god they shouted have you come here t- to torture us before the appointed time right right now, they don't know when that is of course 
but they know there's an appointed time and something is going to happen. And they're afraid. And they're afraid. And they want to thwart God's plan, which these entities work through humanity. Mm -hmm. So when you ask that question, what's going on today? What mm -hmm. are they doing? It's nothing new under the sun. This We see this throughout, whether it was the promise to Abraham and then yeah. 400 years later, yeah. out come his offspring, his descendants. Mm -hmm. But guess what's happened? Satan knew enough to, hey, if I've got to thwart God's plan through mm -hmm. these people, mm -hmm. at least I will populate Canaan the promised land with my people. Yeah. And whether it's Pharaoh who mm -hmm. said, I will kill all the firstborn, yeah. whether it's Herod the Great yeah. who, who asked the Babylonian magicians, well, when did this happen? And then he proceeds to kill all the male heirs uh, of a certain age. Let's not, forget, then, let's not forget Haman and Esther. Haman, right? he, he, wanted to he was going to destroy the whole nation. He was going to destroy all of them yep. Yep. because Mordecai wouldn't bow yep. down to him. Yep. Uh, but really, what's behind this? It's the same spirit that's behind it today, whether it's in more modern days, the Hitlers, or in our present moment, Hamas, PLO, Hezbollah, Houthis, etc., Iran. Etc., etc. So why, Neil, why, why do they want to take the Jews down? Why do they want to take Israel down? Because, again, as, as we have said, said, and we'll say it, make many, it clear, many, yes. perfectly, is that if I can do away with the people, yes. if I can do away with the land, yes. if I can do away with the holy city, yes. and what I mean by do away yes. with is make it non-Jewish, yes. no Jews, yep. no Israel, yep. it's called something else, yep. I've eliminated that, yep. I have either postponed the judgment or, or I have won. I have won. And you have and to remember, they... you have to remember these entities while yeah. they are afraid yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. There's just no doubt because God knew I can't yeah. give this to a man. I gave it to one great man named Moses. Yeah. And, and he, he did great things. Yeah, he did great things, but he didn't cut he, the mustard all the way. He, yeah, exactly. God said, I yeah. have to do this myself. Yeah, exactly. Right. But he yeah. didn't say that specifically, the, the right. delineate it specifically in the old covenant right. that the demonic realm could right. see that. But right. They knew enough they that knew it would enough. be this seed, yeah. Yeah. and that's what we see even in our day today, yeah. and that is what's going on, and that's what we're trying to warn the people about. This is nothing yes. new. Nothing it's new. the same spirit. Exactly. It's what's going on behind the scenes, yes. if you will, what's yes. motivating man yes. to act and do certain things in opposition yes. to God's plan. Yes which again is the restoration of all of us, yep. everyone, Jew yep. and non-Jew. Yep. And we have these crazy, powerful, half-breed, demonic offspring of this angelic mm -hmm. rebellion mm -hmm. that came down and took human wives, mm -hmm. had offspring. They are still demonic, disembodied, demonic entities, if you will, still present in our realm. Even the book of Revelation tells John, who sat and heard Jesus teaching under his own wing, if you will, under his arm, face to face and personally, yep. John had to be explained, what am I seeing? What's going on? And one time an angel, whoever that angel is, whoever in Revelation, is, yes. told John, yeah. he saw the seals and, the, and the, the bowls and the vials being poured out and so on. And he said, set free the angels mm -hmm. under the Euphrates River, which mm -hmm. again is parodied mm -hmm. in other books mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in Peter and in Jude referencing this demonic rebellion. So their forefathers are 
under the Euphrates River, bound yeah. in chains, yeah. but their demonic sons yeah. Yeah. seemingly have yeah. free reign to do what yeah. they will in this yeah. reign, in this realm. And that's what's happening with this opposition to Israel, because they still think I'm either going to postpone or mm-hmm. win mm-hmm. this battle of God. So so then, assuming all of that is true, which it is, okay, it's it, it's it's a it's a fact, and we've got we've got the 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 scripture to back it up. If that's true, then what is the calling of the non-Jewish Church of Israel? Okay, I'm going to call it that: the non-Jewish Church of Israel. The Christian Church is, is a member of the Commonwealth of Israel. If Israel goes, we're going with it. We we are part of the family. Okay, we're adopted in, we're grafted in. Okay, so what what is the calling then for us? Right. Towards Israel. Right. And, uh, you know, one thing that we're uh, enjoined to believe and to grab onto is Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, mm-hmm. told us in Second Corinthians, it's actually Second Corinthians 2.11, mm-hmm. he said, in order that Satan should not outwit us, for huh. we are not unaware of his schemes. Schemes, yes. In yes. other words, yes. Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, who reached out as a Jew to the Gentiles, because he knew this is God's overall plan to whatever degree he knew it and understood it. He naturally assumed and assumed, we assumed and knew that (laughs) there was a Satan, there was a demonic realm, and that he told us, don't be unaware of his schemes. So everything going on that's opposed to Israel today is a scheme. Yes. That we've seen many times in many ways in many peoples mm. who are opposing the reality mm. of Israel. So mm. we are the watchmen. We are the watchmen. We are the notes ream, if the you will. Ream. The notes yes. ream. We are the watchmen. The sentries on the wall. The sentries, yes. right. Yes. And we are watching for our enemies yep. as well as our friends. Yep. And 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 the, the admonition to pray for the peace of Jerusalem in Psalm 122 is an intercession. On their behalf, right? Right, right. It's, it's part of our role as Notsurim, right? Right. To intercede on behalf of Israel, pray for the peace of Israel so that it will not be harmed, so that it will be preserved. So when he comes back, there's an Israel to come back to. Right. I mean, there, it's so theologically important that yep. there is a, a Jewish Jerusalem, mm-hmm. a Jewish presence in the land, mm-hmm. a DNA, if you will, yeah. of Jewish people. Yes. All important for God's plan of redemption. And if I am opposed to that, I am opposed to God's plan. And that is what we are fighting today. So when you say pray for the peace of Jerusalem, yes, that's one of many, many, many many concepts, many imperatives that you know dream. Yes. You you Christians, that's what no dream means today in modern Hebrew. I find it fascinating, Jeff, that in the same chapter where it says notes ream uh-huh. is the same chapter of a promise of a new covenant. Hey, how about that? We should talk about that next time. So it, it also, as you said, there's more to it than just praying. And we're going to talk in our next episode about giving, right? And and helping it materially, helping Israel materially during this time. It's very important, very important. But, you know, Paul, Paul said it very well in 2 Corinthians 10. And this kind of wraps up what we're talking about here in the unseen realm. He said, we do not wage war against, uh, according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of the world. 
Instead, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, spiritual strongholds. And that's 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. And our our war is against the powers and the principalities in the heavenly realms. In, 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 in Ephesians 3.10, he says, that's our job. The manifold wisdom of God will be made known to the powers and the principalities in the heavenly realms. That's okay. Ephesians 3.10. And again, there's nothing new in the new covenant that isn't already displayed in the old covenant. Right. We keep saying that it's yes. one composite whole. It's yes. not, I'm going to start over and make a new religion out of whole cloth. Yes. And actually Yahweh is actually Allah or some such permutation of this. <laughs> no, it's the same. So what we have is in oh Ezekiel 22, yes. verse 30, we're told yes. that we are to stand in the gap. Stand in other words, in the, the wall Yes. Symbolically, the wall of Jerusalem had a hole in it. Uh It had a breach. Uh And we are called, as the notes ream, as the watchmen, stand on that, Mm. hold out the enemy, Mm -hmm. welcome your friends, Mm -hmm. but hold out the enemy. Mm -hmm. And that is the job, Jeff, of when you say we're watchmen or we're notes ream, which we are. We're called that. We're told that that is our function. We're told we will carry... Uh, the children of Israel back in our arms and on our shoulders, we will carry them back to the land because we're going to have a revelation of this is important. So Ezekiel tells us, stand in that gap, be the watchman, stand as a barrier to the enemy. Mm. And that is what we are doing today. And that is what we're seeing today with this whole uh, attempt at destroying Israel, destroying the Jews, killing them and people that are cheering for this and celebrating this on college campuses around the Western world are ignorant of what is really happening behind the scene. And for our listeners, we simply want to say, look, it's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. We see what's happening today. And just like the Holocaust, we've used this example before, you and I, and we've used it on the show, I believe, in the past, had the people in the Holocaust, which was another attempt to wipe out God's plan, had the people in a concentration camp during the Holocaust known that the Allied forces have landed on Normandy and in six months they will be in Treblinka, they will be in Auschwitz, they will be at Bergen-Belsen, wherever they were, four months, three months, two months, as they march closer, the exponential rise of resistance would have gone up just exponentially, as we say, just exponentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody would have made it, mm-hmm. but many, many, countless many more, as opposed to saying something like, there's no hope. And as we look around the world today, we can be tempted to say, it's all falling apart, which it is. It's all falling apart. Yes, indeed. But I am not ignorant of the schemes of the devil as to why it's falling apart. It's falling apart because these entities are attempting to thwart God's judgment on them. Stay tuned for a special Hebrew blessing at the end of every episode, including this one. This has been a great discussion. I look forward to how it continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at podbean.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's podbean.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? 
And you can find us any place great podcasts can be found. And you can find us on Facebook using the same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. You know, one thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know, because it is by having an opinion, yet holding it with an open hand, that we continue to grow. Shalom. See you next time. Wait for the blessing. Oh